The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. It's time for the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Clay Patton. Joining us to talk the day's trade, Jeff Peterson, Heartland Farm Partners. And Jeff, we thank you for joining us here for the Fontenelle Final Bell. We start here on the grains, and Friday, resembling Thursday, very similar here at the close, we have wheat leading the way down, followed there by corn, and then soybeans on the opposite end of the spectrum trying to make their way back up. Overall, what are you seeing here in the trade? Well, you know, it's it's a lot like we've kind of laid out over the last week. We sometimes feel like a broken record. Corn initially had its kind of adjustment in price coming out of the WASDE report, and it ran up, and it kind of struggled a little bit from there, and it sat back. Soybeans have just been back and forth in a, in a trading range, really since uh, over this last whole last week, really bouncing between 1024 and 1045, and it really just depends on which particular model run comes out and how much moisture and, and where that moisture is you know, is positioned. So it's really still all about weather. And, and what we're seeing on the wheat side, honestly, is just the fact that there's a chance for a few more rains coming out there. And I know they haven't fell yet in many of those areas that need it, but that's really what's kind of set the market up for the trade that we've seen here today and kind of what we've seen all week. And where we're near St. Patrick's Day, let's talk about the grain that ended in the grain, soybeans. Uh, overall, still a lot of attention being drawn to that Argentine and South American crop. Kind of delve into that one a little bit further. When do we start worrying less about that and other factors? I think we're getting really close. And if we kind of break down, and these numbers come out of the uh, Boys Harry's Grain Exchange and uh, from yesterday, and that's really, I think their numbers came out that are officially as of the 14th, but we realize that they've got two different crops that really make up their production. They've got their first crop and then their second crop, which makes up about 22% of their production, actually gets planted after their, their wheat crops that come in later. But on that first crop, well, there's about 73% of the crop that's actually filling pods right now, so there's still some that hasn't you know, started filling yet. About 28% of the crop is actually mature on that first crop. And then on the second crop, what we're looking at is we're at about 78% of that crop is blooming. There's about 44% of those are setting pods, and about 15% are actually filling. And as we bring that all together to say what's it look like overall, right now for Argentina on the soybean side, they're about 20% mature uh, as you bring that all together. So one of the things that we notice there is that the weather can still go ahead and help us yet. There's plenty of help that it can do to bring us a little better yield and stabilize that. But yet, if we do con- see can some continued heat come in, I think we actually can go ahead and trim the numbers up. And a lot of the numbers that we saw coming out this week from the, will it be the Rosario Grain Exchange, uh, you know, are continuing to tighten up their production numbers. They're getting smaller yet. And what is the time frame and where do we need to be looking for these extended forecasts? And really, when can we say, okay, now more than likely the heats came in long enough that that soybean crop is done? Or the fact that, well, we got some rains in there, did they underestimate? I think actually what we've got is over the next two weeks. Um, by the time we get two weeks in here, you know, the damage is either going to be done and and really it's going to be the bad as it is. And, and I would almost say we're, we're getting really close to that even now because if you really notice, uh, there really hasn't been much for rain that's really fell down there. 
uh, to speak of in many of the areas, but yet the market on the old crop, you know, we're setting here off almost 40, well, 30, 35 cents from our highs, and on the new crop, we're about 7 or 8 cents off our highs. So we've actually had some pretty big adjustments, even though no actual rain has fell. And Jeff, what about the funds? Where do they sit right now in the market, and how are they influencing this grain trade? Yeah, they've, they've been a big support to the market ever since they went ahead and turned. You know, sitting here um, as of this morning, we have corn. They're long about 190,000 contracts of corn. Soybeans long about 177. They're still short wheat to the tune of about 42. And what they've been doing is they've been benefiting the corn market and they've been benefiting the soybean market. But we got to keep a close eye on them, mainly because if, if they believe that uh, this party's over, uh, you know, they will bail out. And it isn't... Usually when they bail out, they don't go back to zero. They do go back the other way. Now, I'm not saying we're, we're going to be seeing that in the next week or so, but that's something we have to be conscious of. They can swing this market around in some big ways. And you talk about uh, some of these markets seeing some reversals. Talk about that corn market just a little bit. It's one that it kind of lags behind either when soybeans are going up, it kind of follows them. Now we're starting to see wheat in the red. Corn's wanting to be in the red, but yet it's not really falling as hard as wheat. Is it just kind of lagging behind these other markets, or do we have some more potential upside to it? I think overall what you'd have to say is since the WASDE report came out and we saw the increases on the export demand and also with the continued discussion about the smaller corn crop overall in Argentina and also in Brazil, and since you've got those RB being major exporters of ours, um, the demand picture looks good. So I think we have some better prices down the road for corn. But in the short term here, you know, we're coming down to some support levels. As a matter of fact, with today's trade, you know, trading down in that 403 area on the new crop side gets us right down kind of on an uptrending line that we've got in that market. Again, talking with Jeff Peterson here, Heartland Farm Partners. Jeff, as we continue here, we've discussed corn, we've discussed wheat, we've discussed soybeans. Uh, as we continue here forward, what are some things that guys need to be thinking on on these marketing trends? Yeah, I think something that they really have to be focused on here is just making sure that they've got flexibility in their marketing plan. I think that's the big thing. There's going to be some opportunities here, but we just got to make sure we're taking in all the factors and we're maintaining some flexibility. Jeff Peterson, Heartland Farm Partners out of Lincoln, joining us on the Fontenelle Final Bell today. Right now we've discussed South American weather, how that stands here on the current soybean crop, as well as on their second one. As well, what has so far happened in this wheat market and what we hope for here to continue as we're moving forward. Coming up in our next Fontenelle Final Bell segment, we discuss what's changed year to year and how producers can take advantage of certain marketing situations and possibilities with that. As well, is weather going to start shifting more from South American thought to more what's happening in the U.S. weather pattern. So that's all ahead. Keep it right here for the Fontenelle Final Bell. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Clay Patton. Talking the trade today, Jeff Peterson, Heartland Farm Partners. And Jeff, in our last segment, we ended here briefly on the corn talk and just kind of showing that it has been in a short trading range. But really, this looks like in the long term, there could be some bullish efforts behind corn. 
Yeah, there really is. As we take a look, and, and we've, we've talked in previous uh, segments about the importance of the stocks-to-use ratio, and, and as we take a look at the stocks-to-use ratio, and we just take that ending stocks divided by total demand, and we kind of compare to what that means is probably a fair price. Uh, we really think for December, for the new crop, we think that getting up into that 418 and ultimately the 425, maybe into the 430 area, we think those are reasonable targets if we would end up having a pullback in acres of, say, a million to a million and a half. Now, what that doesn't take into account, though, is it doesn't take into account any room for a bigger crop. And that's the thing we really have to be careful about, though, is that if we had really good conditions, how big could the yields be? Well, we're going to start off seeing the numbers at about 174 is what USDA will probably come out in their May report. But if they did, if we had really good conditions, we know one of these years we're going to see something with a 180 on it. And I'm not saying that's this year by no means because I think we've still got more upside in corn, but it's just something that we have to kind of keep in the back of our mind. And again, this has been kind of a year for grains. They've been in dormancy here for the past couple of years, not with a lot of action and excitement in the trade. We're starting to see that come back. Are we starting to see some technical indicators within the trade that are signaling positivity, or are we seeing more on the bearish technical points? Well, in the bigger picture, as we look at the monthlies, we you definitely are seeing some more positive signs out there. There's some turning, and, and we see some better prices ahead, for sure for corn, maybe not so much for beans. On the short term, though, a couple things we're seeing on the technical side, a couple of the technicals we watch. The stochastic actually is showing a sell signal on the corn in the short term. The MACD, which is another one that kind of tells us about a trend, that's also kind of showing a sell signal on the corn. Now, we don't think that'll be a very deep, but that's where we're saying we're coming back into some pretty strong support right now. Over on the bean side, they both have shown us some really rolled over and shown us some negative sell signals here, but yet it's still a driver of the Argentine weather yet is, is really what's driving that boat yet. And farmer and producers, I shouldn't say just farmers, but producers in general, they're looking here at this market. They're seeing some action start to return. This is a different scenario than where we were a year ago. How should uh, producers address this, and how should they figure into their marketing objectives and plans? Yeah, I think, and let's first just touch on what's kind of different. Uh, looking back on those stocks-to-use ratios for both the U.S. and the world, what we'll notice is that both the stocks-to-use coming from the 16 into the 17 crop looks like we've tightened up, and this was the first time we've seen that going all the way back to 2009 for corn. And it looks like even as we look into the 18 for corn, we'll see some additional tightening. So what that creates is an environment in here, instead of where we had the funds that were really out they're kind of wanting to sell every little rally. They'll still want to do that, but I think they'll also want to be a buyer at dips, and that's going to kind of keep the market supported. Over on the bean side, the thing that we notice on the stocks to you side is that actually we, we had the situation in the world tighten up, and the last time we've seen that actually happen was from 2014 going into the 15 crop year. So that gives that market a little support. Only problem we've got over there is that we physically have got you know some bigger bean stocks coming out of the U.S. So once we kind of get past this Argentine situation, get that worked out. I mean, then we got to deal with all the stocks that Brazil and and us have. Going back down to the daily trade, Jeff, here the last couple of days, U.S. weather has started to factor in, especially on that wheat market where parts of the wheat belt could be seeing some moisture. We're starting to dip into that on Friday. What do you see here continuing with this U.S. weather pattern and its reflection on the trade? 
Yeah, it's going to become a very big part, especially as the calendar turns and we go into April. Uh, so over the next two weeks will be that transition period. We're going to see a lot of focus on it. We're already seeing some of that take a bigger role over on the wheat side, like you mentioned. Just, you know, we've got looks like some heavier range forecasts for parts of Kansas uh, on the event that's coming in, and you know it pulled back the wheat market about 14 cents. We're going to continue seeing it take a bigger and bigger role in these markets going forward. The long lead forecasts were out. You know, so far they don't look too bad. It looks like the northern plains is going to stay a little bit wetter, maybe a little cooler than we'd like, maybe a little bit more rain than they'd like in parts of the eastern Corn Belt. But so far we're going to be a little cooler once we get probably, you know, six to ten days down the road. So planting conditions don't look too bad, but that'll be the next thing that we're really going to have to talk about is that what does it look like as we start getting these planters rolling and get things in the ground. And Jeff, one final quick question here, just on a quick peek at the outside markets. The U.S. dollar seeing a little bit of strength. Is that something concerning coming into next week's market? I think that is a little bit. Um, we Wheat needs to have every little bit of help it can to go ahead and maintain its support and you know its demand. And if we've uh, got some strength in there versus the other major world currencies, that doesn't do our exports any good. So it, it'll probably put a little more pressure on, on ultimately the wheat market. That's Jeff Peterson, Heartland Farm Partners, talking the trade today on the Fontenelle Final Bell, covering a range of topics here with the grains from soybeans in South America to wheat and U.S. weather, plus what we could see continuing and how farmers and producers are looking at a completely different marketing situation than a year ago. Keep listening to the Rural Radio Network.